Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here alongside the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. And Frank, I have to admit, it was either on yesterday's podcast or a couple of days ago, I hope you didn't listen to it, but I did say, suggest, make some sort of suggestion that you may have been a fair weather podcaster and you like to come on when the Bucks have a good win or they have a fun win or Giannis has a monster line. Uh, you, you, you are more inclined to make room to podcast. Well, the Bucks just beat the Grizzlies 112-111 in a wild final minute. I wouldn't say the entire game was a masterpiece, but the finish was certainly a hell of a lot of fun. If you're a Bucks fan, Drew Holiday hits a baseline jumper with two seconds left to lift the Bucks to the win. And that was really just the final play of a number of big moments down the stretch in this one. But this qualifies as a fun win, Frank, and certainly... Something that I'm glad you uh, found time to jump on with me. I, I am 100% a fair weather podcaster. Uh, oh, good. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I wrote 2,000 posts at Brew Hoop from 2007 to 2016. So I, I, have, I have earned the right to be a mm. fair weather podcaster, Kane. Of course, you know, that's not fair to you, perhaps, because you, know, you weren't getting any of the benefit of, of me <laughs> grinding through uh, you know, stories uh, about you know, 27-point you know, West Coast losses. Yeah. Uh, that I was recapping late at night um, for no real good reason, but um, yeah, this was this was kind of a you know this was a I mean, this was not a yes I was going to say not a work of art. You said not really a masterpiece. Um, I think we agree on on that front and that, on the analogy. I guess um, this kind of felt like one of those. It's like eh, it was fun to win like that, but um, you know let's not feel too good about ourselves coming away from a win like that. Grizzlies. I mean, not the Grizzlies didn't just shoot poorly from three. They were eight out of thirty, uh, eight out of thirty-four. The the misses they had, especially early on. I mean, they 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 looked like a bunch of guys that really cannot shoot three pointers. Um, you know, John Morant was sensational in the second half, but you know, you look at his line, three out of thirteen on threes. You know, he he really could not buy a bucket early on. Just was not close shooting from three for, for much of the game. And I was actually surprised. I, I, I remembered him being a decent three-point shooter last year, but he's just 23% on the season. And I think we kind of saw that. And Bucks really were daring him to shoot that three pretty much all night, um, giving him kind of the Giannis treatment. And, uh, you know, worked for a while, but then he was just electric getting to the bucket um, in the second half. And, you know, he, he was the guy they were going to. He hit uh, a number of, of important shots down the stretch. Um, I think that, that foul on Giannis that they challenged, that was a pretty marginal <laughs> call to me. Um, Giannis had a, what was ruled a goaltend. I think it was on Dylan Brooks, which also looked extremely marginal to me. Um, so Bucks didn't really get the benefit of, of some, some of those whistles, but, uh, it was, it was interesting Bucks. I think were they 0 for 12 from three, uh, for the first, what was it? The first, uh, 22 minutes or so of the second half. Um, before Giannis 
does a nice job hitting Pat Connaughton uh, as the defense collapses. And, you know, I think, I think Buck's Twitter was, was really excited to, if you had told them that Pat Connaughton would be shooting a critical three with the Bucks <laughs> down two late in a game in which they haven't been able to make anything. But, um, you know, kudos to Pat. He was six out of 11 tonight, 15 points, hit three out of seven from three, a steal, a block. And that huge shot, which I think that was their first lead, I want to say, in quite a while, because uh, the Grizzlies really took, you know, kind of took control of the game in the third quarter after the Bucks had a, a really big early lead. But the Bucks just stopped making shots, and I thought the Grizzlies did a really nice job just sort of crowding the Bucks, getting in passing lanes, um, kind of just junking it up. I mean, Grizzlies had 13 steals. Bucks had 16 turnovers. 13 of those were steals by the Grizzlies. And 26 to 16 edge and fast break points for the Grizzlies. They had a lot of transition opportunities. I don't think Mike Budenholzer is going to be happy one bit about what he's going to see on film in terms of that. But, um, but yeah, just down the stretch, Connaughton hits that three. Um, you know, I thought they did a nice job with, uh, you know, running that play to get Chris Middleton an open look. I think it was with 13 seconds left. Um, they got Chris the ball on a, on a handoff. He pumped fakes, gets his man in the air. I think it was Justice Winslow for a foul, nearly got the shot up and, and, and in for a potential three-point play, and then he hits those two clutch free throws, Bucks go up one, Morant answers, uh, and, you know, great. I, I thought it was really smart by the Bucks. You know, they, they didn't have any timeouts. They, challenged, they had the challenge, and then they had to call a timeout. What was it? With four, fifth, I think it was with 50 seconds left. Drew Holiday makes a great defensive play on Morant to steal the ball, and, of course, Drew goes to the floor, calls timeout because he's going to get tied up otherwise. Um, so they didn't have any timeouts for the last, what was it, 50 seconds of this game. And so you don't have any option. you got to go. And I think Dante was the one who inbounded. As soon as Morant uh, hit the layup, you know, Giannis and, and I think Ja both go down. So Giannis is not going to be a part of the play pretty much. But Dante's realizing, hey, they got to go. They can't let the defense get set. And Drew Holiday, um, you know, very quiet, certainly stat-wise in those first couple games, still made some big plays on Sunday against the Clippers. Uh, You know, again, not necessarily the shot you draw up, but, um, you know, calmly getting to to a a decent look, at least, from that left baseline. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen Drew hit a a game-winning shot yet so far in his short Bucks career. And, um, I would say it was a it was a good night for it, given given how things have been were going for the Bucks tonight. Drew with 15 points, not a great shooting night, but um, obviously as usual, stellar defense. Just 23 minutes and no bigger shot than that down the stretch with the with two seconds left. Yeah, I think down the stretch, and probably this extends through to the last week. Really, at least if you're a Bucks fan, there was significant question marks about this team's ability, not just this season, but in previous years. And I know you've, this has been something that you've brought up a lot, Frank, the fact that they just generally don't come back and win games. And a big part of that, yes, we always focus on the defense or a lot of the time we focus on the defense, but a big part of it has been that you didn't really have any real confidence that they were going to be able to generate different looks, different good looks on offense. And I think that we saw the possessions that you outlined there, three different ways that the Bucks were able to score. And the interesting thing about that Pat Connaughton three was that set that they ran was essentially the same as they ran against the Clippers yep. to get the Giannis dunk. And they spoke about this post-game, and Giannis said that at the time, the reason they went to that set, uh, and I, I believe that you know there was some conversation there, Drew Holiday, I think, liked that idea or liked the option of cutting to the basket and thought that he was going to be able to find some separation tonight. He made the same cut 
the Grizzlies uh, well and truly covered that. So Giannis then had that one-on-one matchup and they was able to draw a crowd and then find Pat Connaughton. And rather than uh, make the extra pass to Chris Middleton this time, Pat Connaughton lines it up and knocks it down. So I, I think seeing the different variations of that so close together and both times it works, I think is just kind of fun if you're a Bucks fan to see that happen. And yeah, overall, I, I think we've been talking about the fact that I think that you should feel better about how the Bucks are going to look in the half court in the postseason this year. But you still wanted to see some results. So I think to see the Pelicans win, the Clippers win, and uh, also this win tonight against the Grizzlies, I think it's just a nice confirmation that things, I think, are still going to be better than they have been in the past. And I got a tweet from uh, Twitter user MacGyver, and he basically just said, uh, tonight, this was just the difference between Bledsoe and, and Drew Holiday. And it's like, it's pretty harsh. I mean, obviously, it's a pretty harsh tweet. But also, I think offensively, yes. I mean, you mentioned the fact that we haven't seen Drew Holiday hit a game winner yet. But he also hit that big shot against the Celtics on opening night to give them the lead in the final minute as well. So I think this is the big thing with Drew. We know he hasn't been at his best since returning yet. But he is a guy that I just have so much confidence in already when he is making decisions and has the ball in his hands in the final minute of a close game. And that has to make you feel a little bit better. All right, a quick note now from betonline.ag, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. Uh, As we know, I've mentioned this, BetOnline, if, if you don't want to bet on sports, you can cover TV shows, I don't know, probably Survivor, The Bachelor. If that's what you're into, you can find the odds there for those shows as well. BetOnline has you covered for all the news scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You can probably find uh, some nice all-star odds there as well. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. We're covering everything you need to know about the Milwaukee Bucks, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, the thing I think with Drew is, you know, he he never looks like he's sped up, um, and you know, okay, part of that, maybe he's, he's not, you know, he's not the most explosive guy around for sure, but he's always playing with such great control and calm. And, you know, his, his expression doesn't change much during a game. Um, and, and it kind of reflects also just in the way he plays and you just feel like he's always sort of steady and he's going to, you know, be able to get to, to a spot that, that he's comfortable. And I thought he did a really nice job on that last play. Um, you know, getting to to basically a step back spot where you know he had a really good look at the rim. I don't know if he had maybe a little bit of a push off. I think was it Dylan Brooks <laughs> who who was kind of guarding him. He was able to get some separation, and uh, you know, I mean that that's that's why you pay these guys huge amounts of money to to, to be able to go the length of the floor and and make a play for your team. And um, it was interesting. I, I was surprised. You know, I think Jim Paschke as well on the the call. He he's you know he. I think everyone was sort of surprised that there were still two seconds left because I think the Bucks yeah. inbounded it with seven seconds left. So to go from one side of the court to the other baseline, get a shot up, and still have there be a full two seconds left on the clock at the end, I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, you know, it felt like it should have been a buzzer beater. Uh, so you know, unfortunately, the the, the 
you know, there was still a little bit of drama there. And I, you know, again, I was, I'm sitting there thinking, oh God, are they, is, <laughs> is Memphis going to find some way to play? I mean, uh, certainly of, of any night where you were worried about the other team, you know, hitting a, a last second three, the Grizzlies did not look like a likely candidate <laughs> to hit a last second three, given how they were shooting. And thankfully Desmond Bain, who's certainly a good shooter, a rookie, but still a very good shooter. Um, he, he finally got the ball, but he was just too far out and, and ended up, you know, short arming it from, uh, from quite a ways out. But, uh, yeah, just a kind of a strange game all around and, and man, in that fourth quarter, certainly the threes were just, you know, bucks are breaking threes all second half up until that Connaughton shot. But even just, I mean, some of the missed layups and just some of the stuff around the basket is just felt like the bucks kind of couldn't get out of their way. And, um, you know, Middleton, I thought had a you know really important shot when he drove and got kind of a, I don't want to call it a layup because it was a really tough shot, kind of a little like running glasser um, to kind of keep it within one point. And sort of from then on, Bucks all of a sudden looked pretty comfortable on offense, but uh, <laughs> you definitely wouldn't have said that for, for the previous, you know, 10 minutes of the fourth quarter and, and all 12 minutes of the third quarter, because it, it, it became a slog. And, um, you know, we haven't talked much about Giannis. He finishes the night with, with 26 points. Uh, what was it? 11 rebounds, eight assists, a couple steals, a block. Um, you know, he, he only had three points in the fourth quarter, but, um, you know, he was, he was the, the, the steady buck Middleton six out of 17. So his shooting was, was not there tonight. Also had four turnovers, did have 10 rebounds, four assists. Um, but thankfully Chris did make some plays there in the fourth quarter. And, um, you know, as I said, Connaughton, um, uh, with a big 15 point night matching holiday and, um, you know, shout out to Pat Connaughton, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> he was sort of enemy number one of Bucks Twitter uh, in a lot of ways coming into this season. There, he certainly does not have the benefit of the doubt. Let's say, um, with a large portion of the fan base given the contract and some of the, you know, the the inconsistency with the jump shooting in the last couple of years, uh, and you know, sort of his defensive um, inconsistency, perhaps let's say. Uh, but he's played really well in this first half. And I mean, you can argue he's not going to be able to keep shooting the way he has, but he's, he's shot the ball really well. The bucks have been really good when he's been on the court. You know, I I think he's still got the best on, uh, on court rating. I think he's still got the best, you know, net on off rating, which again, is, does not mean he's the best player on the team or anything like that, but you know, bucks are not, you know, the bucks have not been losing games because of Pat Connaughton good things have generally been happening with him on the floor and um, you know, credit to him and, and tonight hitting a very, very, very important shot um, there uh, in, in late in the game. And um, I thought, uh, you know, it was, uh, this was one of those games interesting. Now the last three bucks wins have come with them tied or losing going into the fourth quarter. When of course we heard for quite a while, how they never won those games. And I don't know, I don't know how bad it was. Were they and 11 or something like that? Um, starting to start the season tied or behind going into the fourth. So tonight they were tied LA. Of course they were losing by four and they were tied with the, the Pelicans as well. So um, didn't, didn't, didn't match that feat when they were down, whatever they were against the, the nuggets on Tuesday, but <laughs> thankfully uh, they were able to kind of turn things around. And um, you know, I, I think probably a good time to, to get a break <laughs> um, with the all-star break here. Um, you know, Chris, the upside of not being an all-star, he gets to chill out rest up a little bit. Drew Holiday, obviously great to have him back in the lineup. Hopefully taking a, a stride here did come off the bench again tonight. Hopefully taking some strides here to kind of get, get some of his rhythm back. But, you know, I, I don't think we should 
I don't think we should assume that, that he's just, you know, um, feeling just like he did before. You know, I think he, he's spoken about how, how hard of an illness COVID was to, to kind of get through and, um, probably not a bad thing for him to have a week to sort of maybe get some of his conditioning back and, um, hopefully come back fresh for a little more fresh for, for the second half. And obviously Giannis with you know, 36 minutes tonight, his minutes have always been up this year. So probably not a bad time for him to, um, you know, he's still going to have all-star festivities, but, um, not a whole lot to, to do for the all-star game. At least you pretty much fly in, sit in your hotel room and play a game. It seems like so, <laughs> but I'd say the demands on Giannis probably won't be, won't be that high. Um, although he will have expectations having been the, the first pick by team LeBron today. So that was kind of cool. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a betting man, uh, but if there was a guy that I would feel confident putting money on to win the All-Star MVP, Giannis would be in that category of probably three or four guys that you know is probably going to play really hard. And he hasn't won one of these, that I don't believe, as a starter anyway. So uh, that's basically been the reason why he hasn't been able to pick up the MVP because his team never wins. So maybe this time, um, team, team LeBron, Giannis will be able to pick up the win there. It's funny that you mentioned Pat Connaughton being... Uh, public enemy number one there for a stretch and I was just laughing when you said that because I, I've been thinking to myself who hasn't been public em- enemy number one on Bucks Twitter this season honestly I think Giannis Drew and probably the rookies are the only guys that have avoided the wrath at some point this season and certainly the guy that we've spent a lot of time talking about uh, this week on the show was Brooke Lopez and you know when you talk about matchups where it makes sense that he's going to be able to play this Memphis team is certainly one of those because they are one of the teams that score the majority or a, a really high percentage of their points in the paint comparatively to other teams and Valentunas is a guy that will post up and he'll try and shoot those little hook shots uh, he steps out to the three-point line a little bit but I thought tonight overall he was only six for 16 from the field uh, he certainly looked like he was going to cause some problems early. But overall, I thought the matchup was fine, despite the fact that the Grizzlies still ended up scoring 54 points in the paint. But the thing that I love down the stretch, and this has kind of been the conversation we've been discussing all week with Brook Lopez, is that I think there is going to be matchups where you need him. I don't buy into the fact that he's as terrible as he's being made out to be. But again, tonight, we saw the Bucks go with that really what is becoming the closing lineup, I guess you could say, with the Bucks with Drew, Dante, Chris... Uh, Pat and Giannis and it was effective and that's when the Bucks were able to make their run and make those big plays that they did down the stretch and I just love the fact that there isn't a uh, that Bud isn't afraid to go small now and play Giannis in like repeatedly really go to Giannis down the stretch in these games now it should be noted that for the majority of this stretch from around the 5.30 minute mark to 150 Valentinus was out of the game as well so both teams kind of went small here but again it's just one of those adjustments that we have brought up at times through the season. But I think we all are excited by the prospect of those Giannis at the five minutes as your closing lineup. And we saw it again tonight. And again, to get the win, it's, it's nice. It's nice to see that this is panning out and the offense is able to tick. And also defensively, uh, they're able to, to come up with some big plays. Certainly tonight, Drew Holiday was the one. Time for a note from our friends now at Blue Chew who are making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can bring men extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office is required, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. 
The process is simple. Sign up at bluetooth.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Bluetooth's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct. So it's easier and cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluetooth.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code Locked On at checkout. All you have to do is pay $5 for shipping. That's bluetooth.com, promo code Locked On to receive your first month free. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the podcast. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast than any other, other fantasy show. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts. The idea, obviously, with Giannis at, at the five is you have flexibility to sort of switch everything. And, you know, the interesting thing, I, I don't think the switching really didn't, really was not effective um, against the Grizzlies down the stretch. I mean, John went straight at Giannis in a switch and, and went with a, you know, got, was able to kind of get a little step and then get a high glasser off uh, going to his left over Giannis. Um, he was able to draw that foul, which, again, I would argue really shouldn't have been, should have been a no call. Um, on Giannis. That, I just want to ask you this quickly to jump in. That foul that you're talking about, because I obviously they called that the Bucks challenged. I never thought it was going to get uh, turned turned around, and it didn't. But then in the very next play that Drew Holiday made the steal, I think you could actually make an argument that there was more contact on the steal with Drew Holiday than there was on the Giannis foul. I mean, I yeah. I, I think they didn't blow the whistle because. <laughs> like I think that the the initial challenge could have contributed to the fact that they didn't blow the whistle there. Um, it was just it was just interesting that those plays were back to back. Yeah, I think the difference was you know Drew was what thirty feet from the basket when he reaches yeah. in and and yeah. and you know might have been some contact sort of as he's reaching, but he gets the ball clean. Yeah. Um, and so you know Morant isn't even thinking about trying to sell a foul or do something like that, right? Which when he's driving on Giannis, he's, he's absolutely thinking about, okay, if I feel some contact, you know, I got to get the ball up and, and try to sell a foul here. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think part of it's just where refs are used to calling fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think part of the, the problem too, with, with both of the, Gian, the Giannis um, uh, goaltend call, as well as the, that foul, you know, problem is when, when they're looking at this, the second one, you know, the, the refs can look at uh, a marginal goaltend call without a challenge, which I think is a good thing. Um, you know, the problem is they've got to look for the, you know, the burden of proof, you know, is, is, is on the, the replay to show, you know, incontrovertibly that, that it was what the Bucks wanted, right? Um, the call on the floor, you know, sort of is, is the default here unless you really see something that can clearly overturn it. And, you know, I can understand, um, I guess I can understand on the, on the uh, goaltend in particular, like, look, it looks like it was kind of flattening out. <laughs> you know, I feel like for better or worse, they usually do call those as goaltends. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but if that had been a 
well, I guess if it had been not a goaltend whistle, then they couldn't have challenged it anyway. <laughs> but, you know, it's sort of what I, you can kind of get what I'm saying. Like, you know, it's like the old NFL replay thing as well. Um, the call on the field is, is sort of the, you know, unless you can really show something to, to overturn it, it that, that's probably going to be what you keep. And look, I don't think refs like overruling themselves on foul calls. So uh, like the job play, again, yeah, I think they're looking for a reason to be able to say it was a foul. And, um, Again, thankfully, it, it didn't end up hurting the Bucks. But um, the, the, I mean, this was a game. There was a, there was a fair bit of physicality in this game, um, and I, I think they they kind of let felt like they left they, they let a, a fair amount of things go. Um, but I don't know. I mean, still shot a decent number of free throws for both teams. Twenty two for the Bucks, twenty four uh, free throws for uh, the Grizzlies, which was important because neither of these teams shot well at all. Um, both teams pretty below average scoring nights overall bucks 60 to 54 advantage in the paint. That was obviously probably the, the kind of decisive thing, but you know, Grizzlies 48% on twos bucks, only 53% on twos and really a big part of this game. I mean, the Grizzlies offensive rebounding, we, we rarely talk about offensive rebounding being a big deal for opponents because the bucks generally do a very nice job of been very consistent in, you know, keeping teams off the offensive glass, but, you know, Grizzlies had a 30% offensive rebound rate tonight. Um, that's, that's, I, I don't remember the last time the Bucks gave up that high a number. Um, I mean, it's not a crazy high number, but again, the Bucks generally are in that kind of mid to high 70 kind of range. And, um, you know, it just felt like the, the Grizzlies had a lot of reloads. I think that was kind of one of the key things in kind of helping them get back into this game after they trailed by as many as 18 in the first half. It just felt like they were getting a lot of reloads. And Valanchunas had, had four offensive rebounds, granted, few of those are probably off his own misses, <laughs> sort of the Urson type uh, offensive rebounds. Brandon Clark was really active as, as he is wont to do for offensive rebounds. Um, you know, cr- credit to them. They were, they were getting after it on the glass, but Bucks were not, you know, that far behind. They had 25% offensive rebound rate, 13 yeah. offensive rebounds. So, um, you know, both teams with all the bricks that were out there to be had, <laughs> uh, there were a lot of opportunities, but even, you know, sort of by percentage, um, from the percentage perspective, there, there was a fair bit. And, you know, I mentioned the 13 steals for the Grizzlies. Bucks also had 11 steals, which, you know, um, they're not a team that typically forces a lot of turnovers. Interestingly, Memphis only had 12 turnovers total. You know, like, it's kind of wild that, again, 13 of the 16 Bucks turnovers came on steals and 11 of the 12 Memphis turnovers came on steals. Everything was pretty much live ball turnovers tonight. Um, I think Giannis had one travel, but that was it. Uh, otherwise everything else was just steals. Um, so that was kind of a bizarre aspect of this game, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely, a you know, as we were saying, um, this is not a game that, you know, you would show to someone. Well, I was going to say you wouldn't show this to someone to make them love basketball. I guess, I guess you at least got the excitement at the end. You didn't get the excitement at the end, but let's just say it was, uh, there was, there was a lot of bricklaying going on, and, and especially Memphis. Man, some of those misses were just, I don't know how many air balls they shot from three. There's just a lot of, a lot of really bad misses um, from their part. And by the way, I enjoy how every time we see Dylan Brooks, like he scored 23 on 7 out of 20 shooting tonight, which is good by Dylan Brooks' standards. He had seven, seven assists, three steals, three blocks. I mean, that's like a very good Dylan Brooks night. Um, and he's annoying. He was guarding Giannis a lot of the night, just – pretty much just kind of fouling him every possession and sort of barking a lot. And um, I, I don't know. It seemed like he was sort of just determined to just get into a scoring duel with, with Giannis, which, you know, it's kind of a, I don't know if that's a great idea, but Hey, I guess it almost worked. 
Yeah, he's taking 15 shots on the season, 39% from the field, 32% from three. And I think he really just was a little bit jealous of Bruno last year that Bruno was able to get Giannis's attention. And I think Dylan Brooks was trying to do the same. But unfortunately, Giannis just smiled at him and didn't seem like he was really uh, getting all that bothered. You mentioned the steal numbers. Yeah, obviously pretty high. And we just had a whole team full of TJ McConnells out there on the floor tonight, which was... Uh, quite ridiculous but the second chance points it's interesting that you mentioned the offensive rebounds because the second chance points the Bucks had 17 to the Grizzlies only 11 and Chris Milton himself I, I know you mentioned the offensive rebounds but he had some of them came on his misses which I think is contributing to you know the the high numbers here and just the the scratchy nature of this game but he had a tighter career high with four offensive rebounds and I've got to ask you which Bucks player are you most annoyed about costing Giannis the triple-double tonight. I mean, for me, I feel Dante. like it's probably... Yeah, okay, there you go. You, you, got, you got it out before I was even able to uh, to finish the sentence there. Dante, yeah, he missed a bunch. And it's it's frustrating. It's tough because we, we talk you know, so glowingly when he has those nights where he is able to finish those. But some nights it looks like he just uh, can't make a layup. And, and it's part of the consistency that we're trying to, trying to find from... Uh, him as the season rolls on there. But Giannis with the eight assists and Dante missed a couple. And Chris Milton, oh, he blew a beautiful look-away pass from Giannis early in this game as well. So that's probably, that, that's a shame. That's a shame from this game. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't remember if Dante, if it was from Giannis or if it was from, from Chris. He, he had a play where he missed like a layup and then tipped it in. So it's like kind of things was like, okay, you got the basket, but you, you know, the guy, the guy who made the beautiful pass didn't get the assist on it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't podcast with you the other night. Um, but my God, that Dante's finishing against the nuggets. Uh, I mean, the, that, that play where he steals the ball and blows a dunk and then like, can't get rim on, on a, on a follow-up layup. I mean, dude, it is just, a, it is, it is rough right now watching him try to get layups. And there was a play tonight where we were, we were kind of joking slash commiserating in the DMs. It's like he drove and it's like he was thinking he was going to pass and then like had nothing to do. So he just sort of like threw it against the backboard. And I mean, man, um, yeah, Dante's, Dante's, uh, I mean, it's, it's sad to look at his two point <laughs> field goal percentage because it's just gone like just crater. It's gotten to like, it was like ridiculously high as a rookie and it's just gone down, down, down the last, last couple of seasons. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, give him credit. He also had, I, I forget what, at what point it was in the fourth quarter. He had a really nice play where he created a layup for, I can't remember who it was. It was Pat or somebody. Um, yeah, yeah. So he had, you know, seven rebounds, four assists, plus five on the night. I mean, again, you know, Dante's obviously able to do other things. Um, DJ Augustine, just, just 21 minutes tonight. So, it, you know, it felt like he was, felt like we saw a lot of DJ, um, I guess, especially against the Clippers in like the fourth quarter, felt like we didn't see that much of him tonight, um, which, you know, is fine. Um, but certainly when, when, especially with Drew not playing major minutes yet, uh, you know, Dante has, Dante's got the, he gets the ball in his hands a fair bit. And, uh, you know, hopefully he's, he's getting more comfortable <laughs> with pick and roll and having to take on a little bit of playmaking. But, um, but uh, it's, uh, yeah, just some not great, not some not great finishing from him and um, probably not a bad time for the All-Star break to, to come for him either. Um, by the way, I just want to make a comment here. I, I thought of it the other night because um, I saw it. Uh, he, he tried to do it against the, against the Nuggets. He, he had another play tonight. Um, 
I DM'd you, you guys about this, but Giannis dribbling to his left. He's obviously a terrific left-handed finisher, right? When he's like jumping off his right foot, going to his left, he's, he's, you know, it's one thing that makes him so great is he's, you know, he can finish with either hand. He can jump off his left foot, his right foot. Like that, that is a really, I would say an underrated skill that, that many, you know, when you talk about the elite players, it's like, you know, a lot of them are just really great at that. Um, but man, when he's going to his left and he decides to, to shoot with his right hand and, you know, especially when he's kind of like floating a little bit and he has to shoot, he, he always goes off the glass and he never makes it. And it's, it's not like he's shooting from 15 feet away. Like literally Giannis driving to his left, shooting from five to eight feet is just hopeless. It is never going in. He always banks it. It always bounces off the rim and it never goes in. And I just like, I, I don't know. It's just like, how do you never make that shot? Like they're, <laughs> they're such short shots <laughs> and he shoots them. I mean, not tons and tons of these, but he shoots enough of them. It's like, my God, man, when is one of these going to go down? Um, you know, we saw it again tonight. Like as much as he's improved in the post, like he just has so little touch from, from that, like, you know, call it five to seven foot range. Like he just put so many shots just off the, off the front rim. He had one that, that bounced off the front rim and went in. But, um, you know, again, I, I don't know. I mean, it, I, you know, I want to say, well, just keep practicing and you get better at blah, blah, blah. But it's like, again, the, the guy just doesn't have much touch in that area of the basket. And, um, uh, you know, especially when he drives to his left, from the left side, driving to his left towards the baseline, he got snuffed out a few times tonight, including in the fourth, you know, when the Bucks were losing pretty late, he got just basically blocked by two dudes and had no chance. Um, so anyway, um, another good game from Giannis. But we kind of expect that. But but still, uh, Giannis driving to his left um, when he's not going to be able to actually get fully to the rim. Something uh, a lot of not good, great things happen in those scenarios. So you've mentioned obviously it's the All Star break now, and I don't know where the expectations were at the start of the season. But the Bucks twenty two and fourteen, uh, they're within two games of the top seed, so they've they've hung around there. And despite the five game losing streak, you know it's kind of surprising that they've been able to stay that close but certainly Philadelphia and probably more to the point Brooklyn are really rolling right now so I I agree with you some of these guys look like maybe they just need a few days off it's probably a good period uh, for the Bucs to have a little bit of a rest here I know there was a report that came out this morning with the Bucs and trades and different players so I feel like next week at some point we should probably try and catch up and discuss that a little bit further when we have uh, a bit of a breather from uh, from all the games, but certainly it's it's going to be an interesting few weeks here because the Bucks are involved in a, in a lot of rumors. There's a lot of potential moves, I guess, that they could make given the fact that they do uh, they are so limited with the flexibility that they have. But I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what the next couple of weeks brings. Yeah, I I mean, like I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it. like I the continued references to PJ Tucker. I just don't understand really what the Bucks could could do trade-wise to actually make that work with the hard cap and all that other stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I'm still really not expecting anything short of a TJ Wilson salary dump. Um, I, I would be probably pretty surprised if we see anything like that. So I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm probably uh, not doing a very good job at teasing, uh, our, our trade deadline pre- preview, <laughs> but, um, for better or worse, I, I think this is, this is probably more or less the team that we're likely to see the rest of the year. I, I imagine we'll see a, a, a signing, um, you know, later in, uh, call it a month from now. 
you know, when the Bucks uh, are able to to do that, to to sign somebody for the minimum and and still keep it under the luxury tax or sorry the the hard cap. Um, but uh, yeah, for better or worse, this this team is is more or less probably what what we're going to see the rest of this season, and um, they got they got work to do for sure. But um, you know, while while they're doing that, certainly makes it more fun when they can kind of grind out some wins in the process. And um, yeah, as we we're saying, probably not a bad time to, uh, to go to the all-star break and um, just get some rest. Cause obviously, you know, with the schedule, the way it is, it's pretty much a game every other day. And they've been playing that way for, for quite a while. So a little bit of uh, a chance to, to, to recharge batteries is probably not a bad thing at all. All right, Frank, always a pleasure to hang out with you. The Bucks. Beat the Grizzlies 112-111. Drew Holiday with a big shot with two seconds left to give them the win. Uh, we'll be back after the All-Star game on Sunday. I'll be doing a pod of some description for you guys to listen to on Monday. So keep an eye out uh, for that. And let us know on Twitter what you think about the Bucks uh, trade deadline. I'm sure you will, and you have been already. But uh, we enjoy uh, listening to what you guys want as well. So until then, stay safe, and we'll catch you guys next week. 